The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. Gotta clear the pipes. Let me tell you something about being quarantined with Michael Bostick. The fake cough. It's not fake. There's allergies going around. No. I'm going to take a sip of water. On, I'll do a sip of water. No. It is out of control. He clears <sighs> his throat every second. It's all made up. It's in his head. As I tell Zaza when she cries, it's fake news. It's not fake, everybody. It's a real condition. I've had a lot of people write in saying they have the same thing. I got to clear the pipe. I want everyone. I don't want people to sit there and be like, God, this guy's, you know, it sounds like a frog's in the throat. <clears throat> ready to go. Happy Friday, everybody. Is it Friday? Every fucking day feels like Friday now. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking day feels like Friday when you're quarantined. Every, yeah, especially with you. It's a, it's an interesting dynamic. Whenever 4.59 hits the clock, it's like, oh, it looks like it's time for a glass of rosé. No, we've actually moved, uh, my team, we've moved Happy Hour up to 4 o'clock. We're doing it on House Party today. Remember that app, House Party? It's made a comeback. Oh, really? It's made a comeback. We're doing Happy Hour. I didn't set it up. I'm just involved. I'm going to be drinking there on House Party at 4 o'clock today. Today? On the dot. Oh, okay. All right. Can I come? No, this is this is t- internal team members only. You would be considered just talent. You're a little bit external. Okay. And we've, you know, you and I, we've seen enough of each other for a little while. So I'm going to go interact with some other people. I know every single thing about you. I, I, like I know things I didn't want to know about you. We like have exhausted the conversation. Have we run out of road, you and I, to no. talk about? To no, you've run out of road. I I'm not as chatty as you. I got a lot to say. Well, at least I've had a, this quarantine has given me a lot of time with myself to think. So I've got a lot to I've got a lot to express, a lot to say. I mean, I could write a book on it. Last Tuesday, this Tuesday, see, every day feels like the goddamn same now. This Tuesday's episode was received very well because we had a lot to say, and I am extremely happy with the result of this episode. It turns out, and if you guys haven't heard it, it's called Misery Loves Company. It was, a, it was, you know, this episode's on fire right now. But it turns out we were right in our hypothesis that there are a lot more positive people out there in the world than there are negative. And my fear was that a lot of these positive voices have been drowned out by the negative ones. So this episode's really kind of kicked into gear, people being very positive, um, very happy to see it. I knew and we thought that it was true. And, you know, it's just, like I said, the negative voices always feel like the bullies on the schoolyard there's very few of them as soon as they get punched in the nose they stop and the positive voices ring through so very happy with how that episode's been received yeah and also i had so many dms and and messages from you guys and from a lot of influencers saying that they were so happy that people are talking out about how important it is to stay positive with what's going on we just got so much love so we really appreciate it and it's really cool to see how positive and inspirational and uplifting and motivating our audience is They want more positivity too. Well, let's see if we can give it to them. This episode is another one about complacency. It's a a topic that Lauren and I have talked about privately for a long time. And I think this is, you know, building off the momentum of that one. I, you know, I, 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 there's a, there's a concept here that has been shared for a long time that I think is a bullshit concept that I think, and, and Lauren, you tell me what you think, that it's okay just being okay. Like there's this concept that's like, love yourself, be okay with where you are, be okay with who you are. And I, I, I fuck, I, I, I hate it. I hate that narrative. I just really, you know, just, that sounds a little negative, but it's true. I just, I don't like that message. I think it's completely ludicrous. It's unhealthy. It's not realistic. It actually, it doesn't lead to happiness. 
no nobody that I've ever met that just sits in the same place in the same shoes in the same position is truly happy. It just that's not how the human mind works. Well, I think this is a really interesting topic, Michael. Like like you said, we've been talking about like this a lot. We've been talking a lot, guys. Can you tell? Ed Milet came on our show. He's like a huge hit and he has this whole podcast episode about being blissfully dissatisfied. So you can be in a happy state and be blissful, but also want to achieve more. And that for me, resonated a lot. So what I try to do is I try to live in a very blissful state, like Ed says, but I'm constantly looking to improve and be the best best version of myself. And whether that's me in a relationship or my relationship with my family or as a mother or as a podcaster, I just am constantly striving to be better. And I hope that that's what this show gives you is tools to better yourself in every different area. Yeah. And I think, listen, here's where I think people are getting in trouble. They're listening, you know, whenever I hear someone that's like a guru or a thought leader or like a life coach and they start with, it's okay being happy with where you are and love yourself, I tune out right away. I just think it's a very harmful message. It makes people complacent. It makes people comfortable. It makes them stop pushing for pro- to progress. And for me, I am happy knowing that I'm not where I want to be. Like that is, to, to me, that is the exciting thing about life is, you, you know, you have these big goals and aspirations. They could be through business. They could be through your relationships. They could be through your fitness, whatever that is. And, and knowing that they're these huge goals, knowing I'm not there, what makes me happy in life is the fact that I know that each day, if I keep pushing harder and harder, that I'm going to improve and get closer. Mm-hmm. In, in what world does it make sense to say, hey, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to stop. Like, if I said right now, hey, Lauren, like, let's just stop everything. Don't worry about your fitness anymore. Don't worry about your health. Don't worry about your relationship. Don't worry about your business. Don't worry about anything. Just stay where you are. Is there anything more boring and depressing than that narrative? I, I don't get it. I mean, I understand like the, a lot of the masses and a lot of these people, they want to sit around. They say, yes, we're good. We're enough. We're great. It's the wrong message. It's gonna. It's leading a lot of people to confusion and unhappiness, in my opinion. Personally, this is my opinion. I think that when you're progressing in any area of your life, it really helps fight depression. I've noticed that when I talk to my friends or any Skinny Confidential listeners or my family and they're feeling depressed, they usually feel stuck and they feel like they're not progressing in certain areas. So whenever I find myself feeling anxious or depressed, I'm like, okay, how, where am I not progressing? And I think progress is like, is like the word of the day. I think that's like, as long as you're making progress, I think it's good. You know where I think people get in trouble is they put these big goals and they put tight timeframes on the goals. Like I was talking to, to you guys the other day and I have some really big goals in my life in, in a lot of different areas. I know I'm not even close to where my goals are. That doesn't mean that if I don't hit them right away, I'm going to sit around and get depressed and be like, you know what? It's okay where I am. I think where people are getting in trouble is they're putting these tight time limits on their goals and they're saying, okay, well, I'm going to try for three months or six months or a year. And if I don't get there, then like, I don't get there. My thing is if I have to try for 40, 50, six years, my entire life to reach my overall goal, I'm the, the thing that makes me happy is the idea that I'm going to struggle and push and, and try to progress in order to get there every single day. Like that's, that's the challenge of life. That's what makes me happy to sit around and say like, okay, well, I tried and I didn't make it. Now I'm okay with that. Like, I don't know. I mean, since when did we get so complacent? I don't. I just don't get it. I personally definitely agree with Michael. Like for my own goals, I don't think it's good to be complacent. I think, again, this platform is like being the best version of yourself, whatever that looks like to you. There's not one right way to be the best version of yourself. But I do think that when you feel complacent, you start to feel like low. 
So what advice do you have for someone that's in quarantine right now and feels complacent? Like what's the first step? Well, I think the first step is just understanding that like it's not okay being okay. I mean, if you've been sitting here listening to this show for the last four years and you're in the message you got was like, I'm okay and I'm enough. Like that's, that's not, the, that is not what I've been saying. That's not what you've been saying. That's not what the guests have been saying. The point is like, listen, we're not asking and I'm not asking you to come on here and, and be some huge overachiever and make a bunch of money and have like eight pack abs and be this crazy that's not what I'm saying. What, what I think I'm trying to say is that it's, it's okay to keep pushing and to struggle and to be happy with the struggle. That's, that's the message here is this idea that we're just good being in the same spot and being good. is not, it's not realistic. It's not, it's not what makes human beings, human beings. So what would be the first step to get out of complacency? Well, the first step is to tell yourself that you're not enough, right? And be, and then the caveat to that is understanding that it's okay that you're not enough yet because you're going to keep getting better and better and better until you are enough, which in, in my world is like never enough, right? What's exciting to me about life is that it just keeps evolving and evolving and that you're chasing this thing that you're never going to catch, right? Like that's why perfectionism is such bullshit is that you, you never actually get it. But where people I think are getting a mixed message is it's okay to be excited and happy and fired up about the struggle, that's the message that I'm trying to share is that there's not some end goal where all of a sudden you're like every every box is checked and, and you're happy. The idea is to be happy in the struggle. So what are some steps that you can take to get out of complacency? So first is to realize that you're being complacent, right? Every day, get up, like try to get up earlier, try to work out more, try to eat better, try to work harder. Like if you think you're doing enough, you're not. Do more. Like that's the idea is to just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. What my fear is is that we've gotten to you know this quarantine has pointed out to me that like as a society and I include myself in this that you know we've gotten a little bit soft. People have gotten entitled and they feel like they should just be comfortable and everything should be going well and that they should be rewarded and they should be patted on the back for just being. Those aren't the people we admire in history. We don't just admire the people that were just okay being okay. You admire the people that. That kicked ass and got up every day and struggled like that's that's just the truth of it hold up quick break i want to tell you about perfect keto now we've talked about perfect keto on the podcast before but basically perfect keto helps make a low carb lifestyle easier with snacks and supplements formulated by dr anthony gustin plus it's the best low carb recipes and information i for one am going really low carb right now uh, with everything I'm eating, I did a blog post on the Skinny Confidential. I gained 55 pounds and I probably have like 20 to 25 pounds to lose. So anything that's low carb is really working for me. If I had to pick one product that I would tell you guys to try, I would definitely <laughs> tell you to try the chocolate chip cookies. Okay. So they're these delicious chocolate chip cookies and they're made with almonds. And as you know, almonds have tons of good fat in them. They have magnesium in them, which get everything moving, if you know what I mean. And they also have vitamin E. You can also expect these cookies to have uh, collagen in them. So they're, they're really thinking about better skin and joint health as well. Another ingredient that these cookies have is psyllium husk. This is such a an underrated ingredient. It is filled with fiber. And let me tell you, like I said, with the magnesium mixed with this, things move, okay? Uh, it's filled with other things like grass-fed butter, cocoa powder, and chocolate chips. It's just a really nice, delicious, low-carb cookie. So if you are on a low-carb diet or on keto, you gotta try these cookies. They're fabulous. If you want something that's keto-friendly, like a snack between meals, you could keep these in your gym bag. You could stash them in your car. 
more, whatever you want. And to get specific here for two cookies, there's six grams of protein and there's four carbs. So there's two carbs per cookie. So if you're a fan of keto, like so many people are, definitely check them out. All you have to do is go to www.perfectketo.com skinny to buy one and get one perfect keto 40% off plus free shipping. And with that, we'll get back into the show. So what I like to do is I like to write down my goals. And I've talked about this before. I like to write down my goals for the month on the first of the month. And then I like to write down the systems that I'm taking to get to those goals. And for me, the systems are what feel like progress. And this is getting really micro with you guys. This is just showing you how my brain works. And what it, what it does for me is it kicks my ass into gear. And while I'm making progress on those things, it takes me out of the funk. And just playing off what Michael said, I think the way that I build trust with myself, I've talked about this a lot on my Instagram and even on the podcast a little bit, is that I keep the promises that I make to myself. So I hold myself accountable. If I say that I'm going to work out six days a week, then it's in my calendar at a time. I have a friend who holds me accountable. I keep myself accountable. I make sure I check it off my to-do list. If I say that I'm gonna write a blog post, I do it. I, I, th- I think those constant little tiny promises that you make to yourself are what make you feel really fulfilled. So if you're in quarantine right now and you made all these promises to yourself, Instead of looking at them all at once, I would advise you, like I said, to hit one goal at once, make systems underneath it and hit those systems, check them off one by one by one. That progress is what's going to build your confidence muscle. So here's, here's my fear for people. My fear is that when you, when you listen to messages that are like, hey, you're okay and you're enough and you're happy, and in order to get immediate gratification, you start to believe into that bullshit noise and you say, okay, you know, I am enough and I'm Okay really what you're telling yourself is that I'm not trying anymore and that I'm just going to stay in the same position that I'm in. But the, but the problem there is and why I think people actually are unhappy and get depressed is they know that's not true. They, they know they know they're not trying. Well, here, uh, wait, everyone's different. Maybe some people like content that's like, you're enough. For me, I want... For me, I want to see content like Tim Ferriss, who's constantly trying to improve every area of his life, or Ed Milet, who's pushing me to be better, or Rachel Hollis. I, that's the kind of content I want to read. But, but here's why they like that type of content. And this is what my argument is. They like that kind of type of content because it's easy. And it's the easy way out. But that's okay if they want easy way out. Like, no, that's but fine. that's what I'm saying is it's not okay if you want to be happy. And this is the truth. And this is where people are getting in trouble. If you don't want to be happy, then yes, look at that type of content, consume that type of message, read those types of books that tell you you are okay and you are enough. Because what's going to happen is you're going to sit there and day by day, it's going to go by and you're going to think to yourself, I'm enough, I'm enough. But you're going to know deep down that you're actually not enough and you're not trying and you're not pushing, you're not putting out the effort. And what's going to do is it's going to, it's going to depress you over time because you're going to know that you're not actually enough because you're not actually trying and putting in the effort. Well, we've discussed this a lot. I think like everyone says you're the top five people you hang around with the most and you're the top five people of whose content you consume the most. So I would highly advise you if you're on the couch right now scrolling through Instagram to get off and completely reframe your entire day. And here's what I would do. I would pick five people that are adding a lot of value to your life. Five people that are going to enhance your life. Five people that are going to make you do better. They're going to push you to your full potential and only consume those five people the entire time in quarantine. I have someone I look to for wellness, someone I look to for health, someone that I look to for creating content, whatever that is. I have my five people that I feel like they're always pushing me to be better. I read in Tim Ferriss's Tools of Titans the other day that you should have three mentors. So you should have one that's a peer, 
that you are looking to that's doing it really good. And then you should have someone that's a little bit above you that you're looking at that's doing it better and that's pushing you to do better. And then you should have someone that's been in the same game that you're looking to be in for a long, long time. So it's basically three different tiers of mentors. And I think just by having those mentors and having the five pieces of content that you're consuming every day, that's going to make a huge difference in you feeling like you're progressing. Well, think of the happiest times in our lives. And then, and this is like for everybody that's listening to think about. Think about the times you've been the most happy, right? I, I guarantee if you if you really dissect it, there was some type of progress or effort associated with that period of your life. Whether it was, you know, a new relationship that you'd worked on for a while and then panned out and you were just happy, or whether it was you, you were you know, maybe you were in sports as a kid and you and you trained really hard and you won a game and you're happy, or maybe there's a test you studied for really hard in school. And you, and you crushed it or maybe whatever it was like a lot of these moments of struggle that we think are difficult while we're going through actually lead to some of the happiest times and then as we get it as we become adults and, and this happens even with people would say quote unquote successful people you get to a place and you say I'm good I made it you know I'm enough now and all of a sudden you start to be like wait why am I not fulfilled why am I a little depressed it's because you're not struggling anymore you're not pushing you're not you're not you're not creating challenges for yourself to overcome and like to me that is the that is the key to happiness it's not all this other bullshit yes relationships that's this that's fine all that stuff it, it's struggle and it's it's overcoming struggle that makes you truly happy but i would also say with relationships and maybe you can agree with me or disagree with me here is that relationships too also have an effect on on all of this so my i've talked to a lot of women and and had conversations about significant others and i think that when you end up settling in a relationship and you settle for less than you think you deserve you you start to feel depressed too or worse than that and you start to get you're with a partner and they start to just like slack off and not do anything and then all of a sudden like you know they're eating like shit they're sitting around they're not motivated and all of a sudden that becomes your habit like i think the one thing you and i do well together is whenever that starts to happen we kick each other in the ass yeah and i think that and everyone's different right some people might want a partner that's lazy and that's you got to do you but for me i want someone that's going to call me out on my shit i want someone that's constantly pushing me to my full potential and i want someone that's pushing themselves to their full potential like i want a role model in my relationships So I think that settling is a whole different conversation. It's a whole different podcast episode. I'm very, very interested in on doing a um, podcast on settling. I think I wrote a blog post on it like two years ago. But when you settle for less than you deserve, it really comes through in every single area. So kick yourself in the ass with what content you're watching and listening to. Kick yourself in the ass with what relationships you accept into your ether and kick yourself in the ass when it comes to holding yourself accountable. To, to turn this on a, in a positive way, though, I, I, what I'm, what the main message that I'm trying to get out of this is, and I don't want people to sit there and be like, oh, I'm not enough, and then get depressed. What I want them to get from this is knowing they're not enough and knowing that that is a really good and exciting thing. That is something that nobody's enough. And that's the, that's the point is it's an exciting thing to not be enough because all you have is room to improve if you put effort out there. And so for me... There's not some number. There's not some magical thing. There's not some magical relationship. It's all about struggle and being happy in the struggle. And I think if people just start to realize like, wow, like we're human beings, we're so lucky to be here. We're so lucky to struggle. We're so lucky to have all these opportunities. Then you're going to flip it on its head. And that's how you become truly happy. It's just knowing that the struggle is the beautiful thing about life. Okay. So let me ask you this. Let me turn the tables on you and do a little interview with you. What are some tools and tactics that you use daily, daily little things? 
that you notice make a big difference? For me, I have, I mean, like you saw my average steps the other day on my phone It's probably because I'm a psychopath and I have to pace when I, when I'm on the phone in the meetings or just on calls or whatever. But you know, I try to get in a lot of steps every day and just move my body. I don't like to, the feeling. You're of- psycho. I checked your steps. They're an average of 10 K and you walked 20 K on Tuesday. You are crazy. That is out of control. And I'm in quarantine. So yeah, that's wild. Well, listen, just like move, just move. It doesn't have to be, you know, like you get these people out there and they're like, bust your ass and do these crazy workouts. That's too much. Like, okay. Not, what every, are some, oh, some other tools? So I got to move every day. Okay. I got to try. I got to, I have to do that. You know, right now in the quarantine, I'm making an effort every day to even just do like push ups, sit ups, dips, like pull whatever I can do, like burpees. You know, I remember burpees from back in the day. Sucks. But just like to do that and know, like, okay, it's not comfortable. It's miserable. You know, I'm not necessarily going to see the results right away, but it's, it's just the right thing to do. Right. And a lot of people are unwilling to do that. And like you, it's important for me every day. I got to read. I have to read something, whether it's before, better, after. I try to turn the junk off and drown out the noise, drown out the noise of just like bullshit stuff that I don't need to consume. What are you reading? Right now, I'm reading a book called Empire of the Summer Moon. It's a book about the rise and fall of the Comanche Nation Indians. And I'm also reading a book. It's another reread right now, a book called Blitz Scaling, which I mentioned the other day. And then Streets of Laredo, which is Larry McMurtry. And I've read that a few times. And I mentioned this book earlier I'm rereading and like flipping through it not from start to finish tools of the titans I highly recommend that book if you want to take every area of your life to the next level yeah and then like one thing we're doing together which we started yesterday on audible was is Michael Pollan's book about psychedelics how to change your mind with psychedelics I can't remember the exact title it's a good book because you know like we've talked about that on the show before and I and I think that there's a lot of research there that could be interesting so like again it's it's just doing things every single day that I know are going to be moving the ball forward. Like I never want, you know, I don't have the best diet. So every day is like, how can I improve my diet a little bit more? Yeah. Every, that fucking bear claw that you yeah, ate. The bear cl- that was not It's good not today. ideal. So now tonight I gotta, I gotta have like a bunch of vegetables. And I gotta figure that. I just think that like, for me, like I just live in a constant state and Lauren, I know you do this too. I, I live in a constant state knowing that I'm not enough and being happy with the fact that I'm not enough because I know I'm going to put effort into get better like that's the that's the point is as soon as I, you know jerry weintraub which is a you love that book too i'm obsessed with that book you guys need to read this book if you want a really good biography it's called i'll stop talking when i'm dead no no it's it's close but in it and how, say, how do you say and what? i wish i wish that if he didn't take this title because it's a great title what for, is it it's you'll know i'm dead when i stop talking okay okay excuse me well it's me. a difference there you know okay it's a difference but, but that book is so good i read it in a day i think you did too it's, no i read it in a week i'm not as quick as you know it's a really good book you know there's a quote in there that it says as soon as you get comfortable that's that's when it's time to change and and do something different and and I that's like constantly how I feel about my life but why this quarantine is such like it's such an opportunity it's because you can evaluate every single area of your life where you've gotten too comfortable and that is if you're going to use this time as a time to just do nothing it's a missed opportunity. I am looking at every single facet of my life and being like, okay, I can do better here. Okay, I could do this to make this part better. Whose content am I consuming that's making me not feel good? Whose content am I consuming that's making me progress? Evaluate every single area of your life. Use this opportunity. Yes, that's what I'm saying is because we all know deep down, like, listen, we there's nobody that knows 
ourselves better than ourselves. And we all know when we're out of integrity with ourselves, when we're not trying, when we're not putting out effort, when we're not doing as much as we could. And that, my friends, is what actually leads to being depressed and unhappy. It's not the struggle. It's the fact that you know you're not trying. That's what makes people unhappy. And that's what I'm trying to point out is when you have people, and I blame, listen, I blame our parents and I blame our close friends and I blame our significant others because they sit there and they pat you on the back and they tell you, I love you the way you are and you are enough. And it's because they do love you that they're not balls. They don't have the balls enough to say, Hey, you could be pushing harder and you could be trying harder. That's the point. You can't trust the people close to you. You have to go and go ask somebody, go just ask a, like a, an acquaintance, like, Hey, do you think I'm doing enough? Honestly, or like go, go find that one friend or parent in your life that could say like, honestly, give you the answer of like, are you doing enough? And by the way, this conversation that we're having on the mic is a real conversation that we have at home in the kitchen. Like when we wake up in the morning, it's, it's conversations like this that I think make Michael and my relationship multifaceted. But so we're trying to bring more of those conversations that we have behind closed doors to the mic. You know, interviews are so great and we love interviewing interesting people and bringing, you know, all different walks of life on the show. But we also think it's important like for you guys to just hear us spitballing on the mic like this. It's all about healthy competition. And I don't, you know, when I think about who Lauren and I are competing with, there's not some other podcast or some other business or some other brand. There's nobody, like the only person that I'm truly competing with personally, and I don't want to, I don't want to speak for you, but I think it's true. The only person I'm really competing with is myself. You know, when I fuck up or I don't do something right, like there's nobody that's going to be harder or tougher on me than myself. Maybe that's healthy. Maybe it's not. The idea is that I'm looking at a version of myself every year and asking myself, how did I improve? How did I get better? And that doesn't necessarily mean like more money or more accolades. It doesn't at all actually. And like, doesn't mean like, oh, a better fitness. It means like, how did I just, how did I get better? How did I improve? Did I become a better husband? Did I become a better father? Did I become a better businessman? Did I become a better speaker? Like all of these things. And I'm, and I'm judging myself and saying like, what effort did I also put in to get there? And I think if you go back even, I mean, you know, I have not been a public person for very long and still would say I'm a very minor public person. But if you go back four years on this podcast and you see how it's evolved, like for me, I hope that people go back like, oh, the conversations evolve, evolve, the mindsets evolve, the shows evolve. And it's because there's a constant effort. And I hope that's visible sometimes, but even if it's not, that's okay. That we're constantly working to improve. And I think that, like I said, is what the beautiful thing in life is. And just to wrap this up, I think that, that the muscle of being uncomfortable needs to be worked out. So make yourself uncomfortable every single day. Do little things that make you uncomfortable. It could be putting yourself out there on Instagram and just posting like a caption that is something you wouldn't normally post. It could be uh, you know, sending a text message to someone that makes you feel uncomfortable. It could be reading something that maybe makes you feel uncomfortable. It really is a muscle. And when you work it out over and over and over, you start to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Well, you start to get confident too, right? And, and you know, we've had so many, there's, it's really difficult to answer the question, how do you build confidence? To Lauren's point earlier about Ed Milet, you know, confidence is the promises you keep to yourself. That's, you know, he came on here and said that. And I think that's a really, you know, probably the smartest way I've heard someone say it on this show. And the only way you can build that confidence, like we're saying here, is to struggle and make promises to yourself and do your best to keep them. And I think like, you know, not to confuse happiness with progress, there's a lot of people that can be dissatisfied with where they're at, but that doesn't mean they're not happy in life. The happiness is the idea that you're struggling every day and doing your best in that struggle. And to end it on a positive note, I'll give you guys a quote since we did that last episode and you seem to like it. Tony Robbins says, I always tell people, if you want to know the secret to happiness, I can give you it in one word, progress. Progress equals happiness. That's because reaching a goal is satisfying, but only temporary.
So no matter how many mistakes you make, no matter how many times you fuck up, if you're making slow progress, you're ahead of a lot of people. As always, drop into our DMs or let me know on my latest Instagram what your favorite part of this episode was. How are you creating progress while in quarantine? We would love to know. Also, we're doing boxes for nurses. We're doing beauty, makeup, and skin boxes at the Skinny Confidential HQ. We're not sending them out for a month, so they will take a little bit of a long time. Just with everything that's going on, we're going to wait to send them, but we are making tons of boxes. So if you're a nurse or you know a nurse, please tag them on my latest Instagram. We're going to pick a bunch of nurses to send these boxes to. They're going to be really fun and cute. With that, thank you guys so much for listening to this solo episode. Michael and I have fun together, spitballing on the mic. We will see you on Tuesday. We have a super fun episode coming at you. All right, thanks for listening, guys.